to the Not Great Parents podcast. I'm Not Great Parent Molly, and this is Not Great Parent Nathan. Hello. How's everyone doing today? I think it's good. I think it's been yeah. a good day so far. So. I think so too. Yeah. Other than the fact that it's freezing. It is freezing. We're For those of you who aren't who aren't uh, aren't here in the present where we are, which is all of you. <laughs> yes, uh, this is the day that was uh, this morning when I got up. The real feel was zero. Oh, yeah. So it was freezing cold this morning when I got up, but that's okay. Yes. And I didn't have to argue with my child about wearing shorts today. So you know it's cold. There you go. came downstairs in pants. Hey, well, there you go. (laughs) Well, uh, we are doing a series called Family Matters. Was that your microphone? Let's drop my phone underneath. Oh, that was your phone. It was not my microphone. I thought it was your microphone. Okay. Well, very good. That's okay. We can keep going. I don't need that anyway. So um, we are doing a series called Family Matters that we started at the beginning of the year. This is where we are going to get practical about things that you guys can be doing to help Um, help you lead your families to what we say, the goodness that God has for us rather than the greatness that the world has for us. So the world identifies what's great as, you know, money and Mm -hmm. success and a perfect skill. And, you know, all of our children are going to be professional athletic, you know, Mm -hmm. professional and athlete. uh, What? Ah, professional like, athletes. Professional athletes. Don't or a podcast host. <laughs> professional communicator. Don't clip that and put it on. Instagram. It's just going to be the real. <laughs> don't make that uh, real. Okay. Uh, professional athletes. Yes. Or bazillionaires. Yes. Or, uh, you know. All the different things. The person that cures cancer. All the different things. Right. Yes. And that the world says, this is what this is what you should be doing if you're a great parent. This is what your child looks like. Right. We are saying we want to be good parents. That that are those are those that are pursuing the goodness that Jesus has for us in in our lives. Correct. So, and what we've been saying is in this series, the family matters. The idea that we're trying to get to is, you know, why does family matter? Why does God uh, put us in families? Why is this the way that He seems to think that we are best formed in our young right. years? Right. In this kind of a way. Uh, and what we've really come to is. Once again, good versus great. The greatness model is, hey, the purpose of the family is to help individuals become all that they can be. Right. right? Find their thing. Yes. And become all, you know, live up to all their potential. Yes. In the greatness of the world. That's right. Trying to find out, you know, I want to help my kids succeed and I want to help them succeed in whatever goal that they have, whatever uh, path that they have. And that's my primary responsibility to my kid is to make sure they grow up uh, prepared to enter the workforce, to enter the world, to enter right. those things. And we're saying that primarily the goal of uh, Christian parents, uh, believers, people who are pursuing the goodness of God, right, is we are trying to make our families a model for what life in the church is going to be. Obviously, that includes, as we talked about in a previous episode, getting our kids involved yes, in church. being at church. <laughs> but it also means I want to model for them what relationships look like in the church right. and that I, as the parent, really am kind of trying to model God's love for them. You know, I can't be God's love. I'm not a perfect parent. Mm-hmm. I can't do it just as God would. But can I model the kind of self-sacrificial, unconditional love of God that I am just for you no matter what. There are no conditions. There's no, I'm for you as long as. I'm for you, but if you do this one other thing, that'd be great. Throw that on top, right? Yes. Uh, that, that 
you know, the as the um, priestly blessing in Numbers goes, that you know, the Lord may bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Could we as parents be people who are blessing our kids mm-hmm. and keeping and protecting and guiding our kids and then that our face is just shining upon them? Mm-hmm. You know, that when they see our face that they just go, man, my parents are just beaming with love mm-hmm. and affection, right? Doesn't mean that I get everything right. It doesn't mean that they're never even disappointed in something I do yeah. or frustrated at something I do, but their overall demeanor towards me is mm-hmm. one of love mm-hmm. and that they are just for me. And love looks like a lot of things. It looks like acceptance. It looks yes. like forgiveness. Right. It looks like communication. Right. It looks like you know, a lot of different things. And so, you know, that's what we really want to talk about is, you know, what are we doing as parents and in our families that are preparing our children for life relationally within the church and within the kingdom of God? Because if we're not getting it right as parents, it's going to be that much more challenging for our children. Well, in particular, and this is where we're going to go over the next really three weeks, is really focusing on our role as parents. And we'll probably at some point get into the role we've kind of briefly talked about it of sibling relationships. But I think at first, what we really want to look at is, how do I as a parent model God's unconditional love and forwardness towards my kid, that I'm just for you. I don't want anything from you. Mm-hmm. I don't have all these things that I'm trying to get from the relationship. And I think yeah. as a parent, we probably hear you say that and go, sure, I do that. But yes. what we're gonna do is break that down a little bit and, and see sort of right. what, what for you looks like versus maybe what I think for you looks like, but what I'm actually doing. You know, some examples, yeah. because I think you and I both have things in our life where we've, we've had to make sure or correct to say, okay, that. I said it this way, and that really wasn't a for you way of saying something. Right. Or I didn't, you know, we all intend to do the right thing, but unless you're really intentional about right. it, you know, it, it's easy to kind of just assume you're making the right right choices. And I think it's important to say when you're switching the goal from greatness to goodness, that affects what for you looks like. Mm-hmm. Because if I think my job and my responsibility to my kid is I have to prepare them to have a thing to have a marketable skill, to have good grades to get here, that contributes to what is my forness look like for mm-hmm. you, right? What does that look like being for you? Well, that may mean a different thing than if my primary responsibility to you is I want to uh, show you what God's love is like, mm-hmm. and I may include preparing you for those things, right. Yeah, that I need to help you to be the kind of person who could uh, contribute to the world and those kind of things, but not at, at the same level as someone who's pursuing greatness. Right, and not at the level where you cheat good to get that. Right. So my my choice to say I'm going for the goodness of God and His kingdom and what life in the church looks like, that's my primary goal for my kid. Uh, that changes what being for you actually looks like. And so What we want to talk about in this episode in particular is the idea that uh, I as dad, you know, you as mom, um, our relationship, our our words, Mm -hmm. our expectations for our kids, um, our demeanor in the home weighs a thousand times more than anyone else in the home. And our, just our behavior in general, like what we, what what we prioritize mm-hmm. is what our kids need to see. I mean, if yeah. if we're not doing, we've talked about this for a year now, but I mean, if I'm not attending church, 
mm-hmm. my kid's going to see that. You yeah. Know? So all of that is important to to consider when you're talking about this. Because, yeah. You know, you want you want your child relationally to connect to you, and so you have to live out the things that are coming out of your mouth as well. That's right. But I think in particular with what we're talking about, the 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 words I choose right. to say or the words I don't choose to say to my kid, the things that I uh, the ways that I speak to them or act towards them, the attitudes that I bring towards them, uh, or the things I withhold from them, uh, will in one way or another create um, a child and an adult that we hope one day will be easier for them to trust and be vulnerable and be open and be willing to love and serve other people because they are living from a well of I am loved and I know my parents are for me and I know that what is most true about me is I am loved not only by my parents and my family, but by God and by Mm -hmm. my brothers and sisters in Christ. But there is a way in which uh, when I have not really securely attached, when I'm, I'm kind of worried at all times, do my parents actually like me? Mm-hmm. Are my parents disappointed in me? Do my parents wish I would be a little more, do a little more? When I'm constantly living in that place of life, mm-hmm. right, uh, it becomes harder to love and serve everyone else because I'm still trying to get my needs met. Right. I'm still trying to get what I need from other people. And if we want to be the kind of people who have kids who thrive in the kingdom of God, which is a kingdom that is centered around the unconditional love of God, we want them to be set up to accept his love because they know what it is to accept our love. And so we uh, actually have talked to a person on our staff, right. uh, pastor and uh, counselor. counselor. He's graduated now. He's working towards uh, his license so at this point. So he's even more legitimate than last year when we did this. That's right. <laughs> and he's moving towards uh, his license at this point, but he has a lot of clinical hours practicing. Yep. Um, and he is uh, not only on top of that, many years Uh, pastoring, Jason Collins, uh, came on this podcast and really talk about this idea of how to help our kids securely, uh, not only attach to us, but to grow up with this confidence and this sense of well-being that, you know, I'm loved and there's nothing I have to do to be loved. And so because of that, now I can go and love and serve other people. And we're really going to flesh this out over about three different episodes. Um, So this is just the starter to get us going. and also in the years you have of uh, speaking to people as a pastor here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people bring relational issues to you. I'm sure that's probably a large majority of, of what happens is someone has friction in their life relationally and they need to talk to someone. So yeah. you um, have these conversations. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, where you feel like the root of that comes from and, and you know, mm-hmm. how we're talking about children. And yeah. so how did those kinds of issues go back to their childhood? Well, it shows up different for everybody depending on what got modeled usually mm. for them in their childhood. Okay. Um, it's funny you mentioned that, that I'm you know, seeing this in my clients because I'm probably seeing more couples right now than individuals, okay. which oh, wow. is interesting. I don't know how that worked out, but it just did. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the issues that we really are dealing with for the most part is uh, – how to how to understand and talk about emotions together. Right. Mm. Most people don't have that skill and they right. don't even know that they don't have that skill. 
Right. Right. And and because most of the conflicts that they're dealing with that I'm seeing right now are um, I feel a certain way. And I tell you I feel a certain way, but first of all, I don't know how to tell you that I feel it. I just I just point at you and tell you you're wrong. Right. <laughs> and then and then the other person gets defensive, and then they tell you that their partner, here's how I'm feeling, but they do it in an accusation. And so now we are defending ourselves from one another. Right. And we're not actually holding a space where you can express to me how you feel, and I can understand that, and vice versa. And then we can say, well, what do we collectively do about that. So that's the first thing. The other one is, and I've already touched on it, it's being able to actually communicate, um, not being able to say exactly what's going on uh, that I'm feeling in a way that the person can understand it. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, it it always grinds down into sort of a defensive posture. Okay. That's what most people wind up doing. Um, And it comes down to just a lot of fear, to mm. be quite honest, because I'm not, it's either a fear of, uh, and I know you guys have talked a little bit about attachment theory. Mm-hmm. Um, there comes that fear of, I'm so afraid that my partner is not going to respond well to me, or they're not going to love me, or they're mm. going to abandon me, or whatever. Mm. And right. that's that's what we call anxious attachment. And so I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep you from leaving me. Right, which is that gets into a whole nother realm, and then there's the other thing of where I'm, I'm just, um, I'm not so much. That that's where you lean in too hard to mm-hmm. somebody because I'm so scared you're gonna I'm leave hold me. on to them. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's, that's the clingy person. Right, right, right. That's, I don't want them to go. So yeah. here we go. I'm yeah, really my, anxious. Are we okay? Is everything going all right? Don't no, go. Yeah, that yeah. one. Okay, it's that I know one. those people. Or it's the other thing <laughs> of, it's the, it's the other thing of I'm I don't want you to get too close to me, and right. I fear being vulnerable, and I'm intimidated by that, and so I basically push you away. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. both going on at the same time sometimes, but then most people usually fall in one category or the other. Mm-hmm. The the healthy person with a secure attachment can can know that I can be vulnerable with a person because I I have boundaries, right? And I I know how to trust somebody to an to an extent, um, and I and a conflict that I have with you is not necessarily a personal thing. It's just. It's just a thing. It's mm-hmm. the thing I always tell uh, couples is I said when you can learn how to talk to each other about a problem with the problem on the table, mm. rather than the problem being across the, the table person, from right? you. Yeah. And so that I, huh. I fight and I fight all the time in my couples and saying, okay, the problem is not like if you were if you and I were mm-hmm. partners, the part the problem is not over here, mm-hmm. and the problem is not over here. The problems. Let's look at it right I here. I feel like you need this this exact oh, glass house the, the for glass you house to, the glass to house. have as your object yeah. in yes. your counseling. Yes. Exactly. Honestly, I, I pick whatever objects on the table, <laughs> sure, and sure. I say it's this, and uh-huh. then we and then we look at it, and I say talk about the problem rather than to your partner. Right. Well, and I'm thinking even as you're talking, Jason, you know, and we're obviously talking about what happens when you're an adult, but yep. I think even in the way that we parent. Yep often that's the struggle that happens between parent and child is my child has a behavior that may even be sinful and wrong. Right. I mean, it may be a behavior that needs to be corrected, mm-hmm. but instead of looking at the behavior, as you just said, putting the behavior on the table and saying, all right, you know, you know, for me, Corinne or Destiny, here's the thing you're doing, mm-hmm. right, that's not 
this isn't healthy, or or this doesn't honor God, or whatever. Or, or it violates one of those rules in our own of those. Sure, things. it's an expectation. You're right. failing to meet an expectation that's a good and godly. You're not being honest. You're not right. telling the truth. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever it is. But instead of saying that, what I do is. Why do you always do this? Yes. Why are you, you know, why can't you ever get this right? We've talked about this for. So now mm-hmm. the problem isn't the issue. Now you have just. The kid is the, the problem. The kid yeah. is the problem. And that is, and, and back to the parenting thing, when we do that, we are not promoting a secure attachment style in our kids. Right. Because now they do see themselves as the problem. Right. Or they see you as an enemy mm. who's not side by side with me, mm-hmm. you're across from me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when, but when you frame it in the fact, in the like you just did, Nathan, of, okay, there's a behavior that's mm-hmm. not okay right. here. Um, we all do bad things. You did a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the bad thing. And now I'm and sitting beside together, you. That's right. And, and we're talking about this. And that causes your child to have a, a proper and healthy kind of sense of self of, it goes back to Brene Brown's, you know, guilt versus shame model. Right. If y'all talked about that, it's 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 not good. that I've uh, it, I'm, I've done wrong is okay. I am wrong is where we get dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. And I deal with that too as well. You know, it's 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 huge. We we internalize the 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 conflict. We internalize the negative things that we do, the sins that we commit, and we, it becomes who we are versus what we've done. Mm-hmm. And, it, right. and it comes down to how we, how our homes of origin really address that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense? Yeah. Oh, total sense. So in, with people who come in who are struggling with communication, do you mm-hmm. right out of the gate figure out, hey, this wasn't a learned skill as younger, during younger years? Probably. And what... Uh, we're talking about attachment. So, mm-hmm. what it, do you think that people who come in they don't feel loved or they don't feel like they could be loved? Like, what is what is going on in their head? Because I don't feel like they're like, "Hey, hi, Ryan, I'm the anxious attachment person." And, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, Those what, are not labeled. What are they telling them? What is the story that somebody who grew up in an, <laughs> a well, home that is not secure attached? Yeah. What are they? What is the story they're telling themselves in their head? They're not telling themselves a story. It's just it, it's gotten so ingrained in them they don't even know how to put words to it. But here's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. It's, I grew up in a home where I had a need, whether it be, it could be a physical need, but it's usually an emotional need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, as children, especially infants often do, I cried out for help. Right. Mm. And there was no um, consistent expectation of what I was going to get back. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be, sometimes it would be uh, appropriate, but there were a lot of times, probably more times than not, where there was exasperation there was dismissiveness, there mm. was um, pointing the problem back at, you know, like Nathan just said, you always do this, right. What's, right. what's wrong with you, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's that often breeds this kind of expectation of, well, I have to either take care of myself right. and my own needs, so I've gotta do, and that's where the clinginess comes in. I've gotta right. get you to do what I need you to do, or it's, People aren't safe, and so I've got to hold them at arm's length. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. So we, as parents, have to be very intentional and set up our home so that it is a training ground for that long-term That's right. relational mm-hmm. 
you know, orbit with other people. And you said it good. All this stuff is, if you look at it from the, through the eyes of uh, a biblical sense or, or a Jesus-centered uh, life, all of this sets us up for how we're to relate to God. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the, the kingdom of God that we're called to, that's how it operates, mm -hmm. you know? And so these are, these are just, like you said, ways of us modeling to our kids how to be in God's world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's our hope. I mean, I think when we, when we first started talking about this series, that was kind of the goal was for parents to start to see that the goal of the family is not the family even itself. Mm -hmm. That the goal of the family is, at least for believers, is we want to be able to be a model for our kids, like you said, uh, as the parent of God's love, mm -hmm. right. right? But even among their sibling relationships of what the church is supposed to be, that I've got to figure out, because often it's in your sibling relationships uh, <laughs> where you have the most conflict, you have the most, you know, this kind of stuff, and them figuring out how to do that allows them within a church context, because I think that's the part I wanted to kind of, as we're kind of ending this up, you know, not just as the counselor, but also as a pastor, you know, and what we're trying to do here as a church to get people to get to a place where they say, hey, I see these people who could be considered mainly strangers to me in the sense yeah. that I just sit in, in a chair next to these people or I just joined a small group or a serving team. They could just be strangers, but they're actually my brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. But because I've never learned how to deal with conflict, mm -hmm. I've never learned how to really trust another person or, you know, you talk about asking for help, being appropriately dependent on other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm unwilling to be vulnerable and state what the problem is even. Yes. Sure, sure. Or, yeah. you know, to mm -hmm. say what's going on. Yeah, so how do you, what, what would be your hope for, I'm thinking about for parents who are listening and really for the kids who are growing up because we as adults are going to have to do our own work on the things we didn't get and we didn't right. receive. But the good news is right now, if you're parenting, you have a chance to sow those seeds yeah. right. that your kids can get from you what maybe you were not able to get and that you're trying to still figure out how to be vulnerable. So what would you what would you hope that parents would be able to kind of take with their kids and say, hey, you're setting your you're trying to set your kid up for life with God, life in the kingdom, life in the church. What would you hope that they would be able to kind of take to their kids with that? It's all about modeling. I mean, yeah. it, mm -hmm. you can't you can't necessarily teach something to your kids that they don't actually see you living out in mm. your own life too, especially as they get old enough to right. understand. You know, I can't I can't say to my children, um, you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be dependent on mom and dad to come to back to the home base for help and support and mm -hmm. love and security when mom and dad or either or if you're a single parent are are choosing to do life independent of healthy dependable relationships in their mm -hmm. own life it's like you know i've always said to my girls you know life was like you guys have said life is not meant to be done alone we mm -hmm. do life together in the body of christ mm -hmm. well i can say that and it can mm -hmm. be true but until I put myself in a small group, right, mm -hmm. and I am uh, doing life with some brothers and sisters every single week, all they're going to hear is, well, that's what you say. Right. And I don't yes. see how that really works out in real life. Mm -hmm. and, and, and all the things, right? That's just one example. So it, you, you got to get it right yourself right. in order to have a place. And, and then not only that, you learn as you, as you develop and grow 
what it means to live life in in a, a, a secure attachment with other people. Right. And then you, then it becomes actually a lived experience in the house mm-hmm. rather than just a mom and dad say mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's really good. That is really good. Yes. Well, um, I think this is one of those topics that I think relates to everybody, whether we're adults or kids or, you know, whether it's in our homes or relationships we have outside of the home. But I think it's something to really, um, really think about and Mm -hmm. focus on, you know, how are you relating to other people? How are you communicating to other people? What expectations Mm -hmm. do you have? Mm -hmm. What expectations um, do you need to state and agree Mm -hmm. upon so that you can have, um, you know, relationships that are much better functioning, but also that just are loving and that, you know, that they are modeled after the relationship that we know that we should um, that we should have. So thank you for being with us. You know, we're going to invite you back soon. Anytime. <laughs> you know, we only go so many episodes where we say, come on back. We got our Jason back. Got our Jason okay. back because he's a little bit more knowledgeable about some of these uh, I don't know about that. than us. <laughs> but it's fun. Have, you certainly have a lot of experience too just yes, from talking absolutely. to people over the years about things. And you have adult children. Well, close to. Almost. Uh-huh. They're getting there. Um, yeah. That's great. But they're awesome. So. Thanks. Well, thanks for being with us no today. Problem. And we hope that this was helpful for all of you. If you have comments, questions, um, anything that you want to share with us, just say hello, whatever it is. Uh, we have a link in the show notes, and we would love to hear from you. And if um, not, then we will see you next time. Have a great day. Take care. <laughs>